Okay, a fear factor is the thing, right? I think you want to make decisions and take action. If you don't make decisions and take action, you will be still in the same place. You're listening to Property Investor Tales, stories from the front yard. Here's your host, Tabitha Bright. Hello and welcome to Property Investor Tales. Stories from the Front Yard, where I get to speak to property investors from around Australia about their investing journey. My name is Tabitha Bright, and I'm the head of coaching here at Positive Real Estate, where we help people build wealth through property. With over 8,000 clients across Australia and New Zealand, there are some incredible stories to tell, which hopefully make your investing journey that little bit easier and will inspire you along the way. So my guest today is Ananda Pereira, and we discuss with Ananda the importance of good habits, how making sure you have a six-star team is crucial to your success, and how planning helped Ananda create a six million, well, over six million, $6.6 million portfolio. So enjoy this conversation with Ananda. All right. Hi, Ananda. Thank you so much for uh, being here today. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Tab. It is great to talk to you. Get, uh, great to see you also uh, on this uh, video first cards. Oh, well, thank you so much for being here. I know, um, you know, it can be a strange thing to be interviewed for a podcast. So yeah. we'll, we'll have a conversation and make it as easy as possible for both of us. <laughs> yeah. sure. and, yeah. um, and your coach is Louise Carr, is that correct? That's correct. She's a great coach and I know her for a long time and she was a great, excellent. Anytime I want to ask something, she comes and uh, she helped me. Uh, that's great. I, I had a personal discussion with her when I was in Perth. Uh, now it's a team. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's awesome. Yeah. And so you met her originally in Perth, did you? With, that's correct. Yes. Yeah. We had right. a lot of discussions. Correct. Yeah. Gotcha. And so what brought you along to positive real estate? When you um, came along to the workshops, what kind of support were you looking for as an investor? Uh, okay, Tab. Initially, I was buying properties and here and there, but I have no guidelines, no support. I don't have the knowledge. And then I saw those days, uh, it is uh, Investment Property Magazine. I have seen that on those days. And I have seen Sam's, I guess, photo there, the car page. I thought I will contact them and discuss. Yeah, then I think 2013 in that time, oh, I yeah. contacted uh, Positive Real Estate and I went to Adelaide for a first meeting. Since then, I'm with Positive Real Estate. At that, I was in Alice Spring at that time and uh, they were not coming to Alice Spring very much. Then uh, I went to Adelaide and then Perth and various other places, I had the discussions. That's a great organization. I've spoken oh, to Jason, I've spoken to Sam Sagas and Louis. <laughs> uh, they are great people. Yes, no doubt about that. Yeah, they are. They are. We're, we're very fortunate with the team. They, they do a great job. And, um, and so when you started out, what, what was your challenge? You, you mentioned some education um, and that you'd bought property, but you didn't 
have as much of a strategy around that. Is that correct? Yeah, that is true. I just bought the properties. I didn't know the what is the end goal, uh, financial freedom. Or I didn't know very much about it. Mm. But I thought because I was in New Guinea, I had the opportunity. I had. I'm getting a good salary. I thought I will invest in properties. So yeah. that that's how it is. But I don't know the. I don't have the knowledge like. No, Sam Sagas and Jason Lewis, they have the mass, and including you, yeah, massive knowledge. Uh, I, they do. I had that one. So, very yeah. clever. <laughs> yeah, because I guess when we're investing, right, um, yes, correct. it's yes. really good to have that end game, like the end goal, because it's hard to plan what is the right property for you if you don't know what you're aiming for. Is that correct? Is that? That's correct. Um, yes. Yeah. Yep. Because uh, properties are everywhere, but they are, they all are not investment grade properties. So correct. that's the problem. I didn't know that one. So uh, the positive real estate, yeah, they said, all right, these are the investment grade properties. These are the places can, yeah. because I'm not choosing the properties. Positive real estate will choose the properties they, that is the greatest one. They, they have the knowledge and the experience and they can forecast what's good. Sam Zagas, I'm always uh, <laughs> watching his ones. He knows Your exactly the ideas going. So that's how it is. That's great. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. And so your background is really diverse. Like you've traveled all around the world, you've lived all around the world. Um, you're a mechanical engineer. Um, and you've got two grown-up kids and you're married. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and originally you were uh, from Sri Lanka, so you were born in Sri Lanka. That's but um, if you don't mind me sharing, uh, I mean, you've uh, migrated to Australia in 1990, so over 30 years ago. We were just oh. um, joking around before. You've been in Australia longer than I have. I'm a Kiwi and <laughs> I came over in 97. That's around 20 what's that, 25 years ago maybe? I can't believe how fast it goes. Oh, yes. Has it go, gone fast for you? It's yes, gone fast. Alone for me. <laughs> but you've worked in um, Sri Lanka, you're where you were born, uh, Jordan, Saudi Arabia, Papua New Guinea, so PNG, where you did 14 yeah. years, yes. which is, um, you know, an interesting place to work, I imagine. Surely, yes, because... When I went to Papua New Guinea in 1991, the PNG currency is 1.5 Australian dollars. For one PNG kina, you can buy 1.5 Australian dollars. That's mm -hmm. how it's strong. Because PNG has everything, gold, copper, nickel, timber, fish, anything. But the countries, at the moment, it's, I think, one third of Aussie dollar. But those days, we were paid very well in Australian dollars. So that, that is the starting point of me. So, Yeah, and because I, I asked you, you know, how, you, how and why you would do 14 years in Papua and not to, um, uh, you know, offend any Papuans, but yeah. it is a unique environment, isn't it? And um, it has its challenges. I, I've, oh. I've heard, I, I, I haven't experienced. And so if... Because it is a, a difficult environment, I believe. Is that correct, or am I am I making assumptions that are incorrect? Well, because what I see there is 
very small percentage of people are making the problem other people are very nice people down to earth very helpful very nice people but yeah. after 6 o'clock we don't go anywhere because of uh, that small percentage of the people yeah. so although we will be staying at home education is excellent and there's a uh, port moresby international school that's a very good school it is taught australian curriculum and my my son went to that school and he was selected to monash medical uh, college wow. so yep. that, that's the level of the education that's very very good and, yeah, and the people are very nice when i left they were crying they they're coming home and crying and next day morning they were they are put crying so mm. that's how these people they are very nice people but only few mm. people are making the headlines Yeah absolutely and um and not to you know not to cast any stones i mean every culture every country has right. its challenges yes. doesn't it it's it's That's never correct. ever um yes. yeah. straightforward anywhere <laughs> it's people right yes great <laughs> um yeah. and so you were there for 14 years and um and then you moved back to australia and you ended up buying a property where was your first property I bought my first property when I was in New Guinea where I had challenges uh, because I got uh, when I came to Australia at that time Melbourne Ferntree Gully area time I was living initially Ferntree Gully area oh, yes, houses three bedroom houses about 100000 I went and saw this but I don't I haven't had money to buy right. at that time yeah and uh, not had the money for the deposit and also at that time was a recession time and the interest wow. rates are very high but i had in my mind i will buy a house one day so i got a contract in papua new guinea i went there i got 20000 deposit and the bank said uh, you are living in papua new guinea we can't you know assess your pay slips and things like that and wow. those difficulties were there initially but I was determined to get the house, no doubt about that. But after another six months, uh, talking to the banks and everything, Westpac Bank, they came into the party and say, "All right, okay, we will give you a loan." So that I bought in Cinnamon Park, I think 14 Blight Street, Cinnamon Park. That's the property I bought it. Uh, it was 155,000. Now maybe it's about 700,000. I sold that one on the way. now um, it's about 700,000 that's how the property's gone up wow it is amazing and it's hard to like we were just talking at mentoring the other night that it's hard to imagine the leaps that property can make that you might buy a property for 800,000 today and in 10 15 20 years time it's worth you know 1.6 million and it seems yes. inconceivable until you've experienced it do that right yeah, and it's great. it's i think it's interesting and i wonder if you agree with me um when you first start out buying property and investing um you don't because you, it's like being a teenager you haven't experienced life you haven't experienced a property and what it can do and so right. you have to kind of just put faith in In the fact that's that it exactly might be correct, yes, that's exactly correct what you are saying. Because I had the same conversation with when I was in PNG, our friends. I said, I heard this properties in Australia is going up. Say ten years is doubling. Some people said, no, it can't be right. And some yeah. people said, I put the money in Channel Island 
somewhere, interest is good. Some people said, doesn't matter. Anand is saying, but Australia is good. We will just invest and see how it goes. People who have invested at that time, they are millionaires now. People who have invested money in Channel Island are still struggling. That's the difference. <laughs> yes, I meant that. And, um, and what do your friends and family think about your investing? Sorry? What do your friends and family think about your investing? Do you have a supportive network or do you keep it to yourself? Because many of our clients don't feel they can talk about it with people. I'm trying to educate everyone around my, uh, myself, right? Yeah. I'm trying to push them to get the houses. That, that is my style, right? Yes. And, uh, so, and then I want to grow with them, right? Not by myself. So that's, that's my philosophy. This is what I told my friends. Buy a house and see how it is. Uh, and people who have bought, and today they see that, it's, they are millionaires because they went from one to the second one and third one, some people. Yeah. People who are not believing, then how it is, they are staying there still. So I want to grow with the others and I want to help them. Yeah. Are you happy to share if um, where you started and where you ended up now, or would you are you happy to talk through that a little? Oh bit? yes, surely, surely. Because uh, when I came to Australia, I I have heard someone is saying there is a book somebody has written, right? And he bought five properties and he managed that properties over the time, uh, and then he became a millionaire. I didn't read that book. I don't know that book. But that is what I heard. That's stuck in my mind when I came to Australia. So I thought this is a great idea, right, in Australia. And every, they said it says 10 years, uh, may not be 10 years, but I have seen 10 years and even 20 years, it's double so many things, so many houses. So that is the, the thing stuck to my mind. And yes. I was pushing that one. I was trying to put the program every three years, if I can buy a house, and you can become a millionaire. So that's the concept. So I bought houses on the way, but I had the challenges also. It's, yeah. uh, and then I came there because once uh, uh, one once stage I was working in Perth, then I was in, working in the mining company. And then uh, because of the mining downturn, uh, I lost my job. And it's almost about nine months I couldn't get a job. Then I have to sell one of my house. Mm -hmm. No doubt about that. I couldn't manage, but I sell that one. But yeah. again, came up. And that, that is a good lesson for everyone. You stick to the plan and your intention is to grow. That If you can't do anything, do something and manage that one, then get up and go again. So that's, people will go through these type of difficulties, no doubt about it. It's not a smooth journey, but you have to have the proper plan, long-term plan, and support from the positive real estate oh. the people <laughs> and the expert to give that support and then move forward. That's the best one, definitely. And, um, and because you've put down here a number with your portfolio, were you okay Correct. to share that or did you want to... Oh, yeah, that, that's, that's okay because it is managed by Andy Pinton, yep. right? Uh, the other people, every day I can see 
click the button and I can see, all right, this is my portfolio value. This is my network and all, yep. all the things. I like that one because I can see without any hesitation, this is my value today. This is yes. my portfolio value. And you can see the last year and it's growing day by day. Oh. <laughs> no, that's, uh, and and yeah, that, that's, that's a very big thing because I can... Honestly, I, because if I am doing the calculation, I will be biased. But if somebody is doing the calculation and putting it to me, that's great. Yeah. So I can see that. Yeah. And because when you started with positive real estate, how many properties did you have? I think I had about maybe three or four. Yep. Yeah. But they and are here and there, but I don't know the how to go and how to improve and things like that. But the most important thing is for me, first of all, the knowledge they give me. The knowledge, that's yep. great knowledge. And you can see every day Jason's uh, coffee chat, that knowledge. Uh, and uh, every Monday session, that, that knowledge is the best one. The mentoring so, workshops, yeah. yes. Yes, right. we do try to make sure that we cover, you know, everything that's happening in the market for sure. And so yeah. how many properties would you have today? Uh, eight properties. Eight properties. That's eight amazing. Properties. Yeah, that's, that's good. And uh, uh, the, the Collingwood properties already loan is already okay now. So yes. we are waiting for the settlement. So I believe it's fine now. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. just about to settle. So that's yes, Victoria correct. and Vine and Collingwood. That's, that's a bit yes. exciting. Yeah. Um, that's an absolute A-class property, that one. That's, um, that's correct, that, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. and the botanica, the that's oh, yeah. a great one because vacancy rate every day I can see that it's almost zero. That's a yeah. great property, and I appreciate it. So they they are great properties, and credit goes to the positive real estate oh. team. Yeah, the people who <laughs> of these ones uh, we're done. Yes, yeah. <laughs> And um, for people that aren't familiar with what we're referring to, um, when Ananda says. Uh, that vacancy rates are close to zero. Um, so there is a website that we love, sqmresearch.com.au, and there is some free data available there. And one of the things that we track really carefully with and teach our clients to track at Positive Real Estate are the vacancy rates. Now, they ebb and flow as market cycles go around. Um, yeah. But when, when vacancy rates are really low, that means there's low supply. And low supply precludes rent increases. So yeah. all your properties that have those low vacancies and under, one of the things the coaches are going to be working on is making sure that everyone's getting their rents up. Um, and then from yeah. there, as rents increase and supply is low, we usually see capital growth on the back of that. Um, and so, yeah. <laughs> so we get excited um, at different times of our portfolio, there's different opportunity. And at the moment, the opportunity is increasing your rents and um, capturing that capital growth, which is um, coming through really strongly in the market across yeah. Australia um, and should flow through quite heavily into apartments because particularly in Melbourne, there's a big gap between apartment prices at the moment and housing prices. And so we expect apartments to do quite a, a, a push and a catch-up, which will be, you know, exciting for our clients that have apartments here um, in Melbourne. Yeah, and, um, good. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, especially the Collingwood property will go up very quickly. <laughs> yeah, Louis, Louis was the instrumental on this one. Louis said, Ananda, there is a property here. Buy this one. Uh, this is a very good one. And uh, she, she was a great help to me. Yeah. Very good coach, yes. Yeah, yeah I think... Um... Uh, it will be a very special property, that one. Um, Tim Gurner, who's the developer, is has a reputation and is renowned here in, in Melbourne in particular um, for being a very high-quality developer. So a lot of people, when, they, when you buy apartments, it's really important that you buy apartments that will appeal to an owner-occupier, that, will, that have livability, good floor plans, good lighting, um, that, you know, they're not investment stock. They're not only going to appeal to an investor to buy because, you know, Ananda, if if you're an investor and you're looking to buy, you want to push prices down. <laughs> if you appeal to an owner-occupier, they will push prices up because oh, they yeah. will spend what they need to to emotionally purchase. And so it's one of the key rules for all our clients that if they're buying um apartments that they have to be quality that appeal to owner occupiers and that's what tim gurner does so well um he does those high-end apartments so congratulations on that purchase um thank you very much (laughs) it'll be exciting we have to crack open the champagne when that goes through (laughs) yes yes. um and so the first property that you bought, oh, sorry, not the first, but there was a story where we were sharing a deal um, and you bought a house. Oh, that was the one with the 20000 Yeah. Um, there was also, oh, and Cinnamon Parks in Queensland. I got gotcha, you. Yeah, I got gotcha, you. That's gotcha. right, yes. Yeah. Um, and you also built a house in Taralgon, so you went regional as well. Yes, correct. <laughs> and have you still got that house? Yeah, still I got that house. Uh, it is uh, because I was working in uh, uh, Valley. Then because uh, I want to build a house there, that area is very nice. It is a thousand square meter land. Yeah. Uh, I don't know whether I can show that front, probably not. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so a thousand square meter house, Mitchcon build house. It's at that time, it's a 430,000 altogether. I know that it is not going to appreciate because 200 kilometers from Melbourne, roughly. So it's a far away. So yeah. it's it ticking up a little bit very slowly. But I thought many times I could have built a house in close to Melbourne, which will appreciate very fast. But yeah. suddenly last year, because <laughs> of the COVID, it has <laughs> gone to almost now 970,000 or something like wow. that. You can see in the print and the the website so it's yeah. close to a million so i won't regret now uh, but before <laughs> <laughs> before i was worried yeah, uh, yeah that's it, have... is, it is built for lifestyle definitely yes. yeah yeah taralgan's very pretty i went and uh, i do a bit of trail running and i did a um a run down that way that was um mitchell river it's called okay. it's down more no. towards bensdale no. And um, it's absolutely beautiful down there with the rolling green hills and the um, and the um, national parks so close. It's beautiful countryside, isn't it? The G- yes. Gippsland, yeah? Yeah, Gippsland. Very nice, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah beautiful. Um, and um, what did you learn from that experience? Did you learn anything? Oh, yeah, I think 
the life experience, it's an emotional thing, right? If you want to invest, uh, you have to get the balance correct, right? You have to do the emotional things also, but it is not the investment grade. So yeah. you have to keep that in mind. If you do this one, it will not appreciate very much. Yeah. And uh, that is not the So emotional things you have to put aside if you want to become very much rich. Yeah, and you and I were talking before we started recording and we were talking about financial discipline. That's correct, And yes. how important it is. And actually today, um, if you have a look at the mentoring uh, Facebook page, I posted a, a, um, a meme that I found and it was something along the lines of um, the, what was it? It was something about um, it's not the the plan you have it's the stuff that you do daily that gets you the result that's, that's yeah exactly i'm not representing it very well but it's that right. kind of stuff right yeah, that, yeah that's correct because what i'm thinking the personal development is very very important yeah. so how the personal development is coming is this is the financial discipline and you have to read at least 30 minutes a day your profession and yep. also the, the your other business or the properties. and the, So it's a very important personal development. That's what Jason is trying to do. Every day yeah. the coffee chat is the personal development. That's a great part of that. And on top of that, the financial discipline. So you have to save the money properly. You have to manage your money properly. Otherwise, you will not get... Uh, it will be difficult to invest otherwise. Yeah, it's like running a business, right? That's correct, exactly. Yeah, um, I found the meme. It's um, people do not decide their futures. They decide their habits and their habit decides their future. Yes, and that's exactly correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I thought that was really, really true. Um, and, and it's like um, because if you, when you invest, you start with one investment property, right? And you can have a few lessons with that first investment property. I know I did. I went and bought um, our first investment property without any help or support as well. Yeah. And I learned, I learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I didn't always like learning that much, <laughs> um, but it, it did certainly serve me. Uh, and then the problem is, is that if you don't get it sorted, your systems, your processes, how you manage your money, how you manage your rental property managers, your insurances, you track everything, your tax, your accountant, your team. If you don't learn to do that really well, and then you go and buy two, three, four, five properties, you almost exponentially create problems for yourself, don't you? If you haven't. That's exactly correct. Yeah. <laughs> That is exactly correct, yes. Because I realized that one at the beginning. Then I have prepared spreadsheets. I'm good at the spreadsheets. I prepare yes. the spreadsheets. I manage through that. I have a very good accountant, and she That's will right. help me also. And yep. she will try to get the maximum uh, tax returns also. Yeah, yeah, really important. And just how you're structured. I remember... Um, also, sometimes a little bit of knowledge can be dangerous. It's that old saying. Yeah. I remember when I first started investing, because um, I'm in my 50s, I'm 53, and I started investing in uh, my 20s. So I've been investing, you know, a good 
25 years or so probably. And when I first started investing, I, I did read, I read a couple of books on investing and they said, you've got to have property in a company trust structure. And I thought, okay, I need to go set up a company trust. I didn't really understand why. I didn't understand the pros and cons because um, I don't know about you, but what I've found is there's never just, there's never one way to do anything. It's like, there's the upside of doing it, but then there's also the trade-off, right? Yeah, correct. And yeah. yeah. Have you had a similar experience? Yes, there are so many ways of doing things, definitely. <laughs> uh, but what I see from the positive real estate is this greatly because there are so many young couples, right? Their income is double, right? Yeah. Uh, husband and wife. And they need the very good guidance, yeah. from positive real estate to some organization so that they can build the foundation and they have the time. I don't have the time now, go on time, go on, but they have the time at least 30, 40 years. And yeah. they, if they get the correct advice from positive real estate for these young people, then they can surely become millionaires towards the end of their life. No doubt about that. But that discipline should be there with them. Or I'll go to advisors or the people who have the knowledge and start with them forever, basically. Then all you can grow. Otherwise, if you're jumping from here to there, here to there, you will miss the board. Because the property is going up and down, right? Yeah. So downturn, people will say, oh, I will get rid of these ones and things like that. But that should not be the way. You have to have the plan, continue, go through that downturn and come up again. So that's where the positive real estate is coming. That's what Jason is teaching everyone. So that's a great thing. To, and they have the experience, knowledge, and to get the young people to build their portfolio. So yeah. I haven't had that opportunity when I was young. But wasn't now, around. Like you think about it, there was no internet. There was no I mean, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I know. Yes, wow. Yes. <laughs> there right. were no exactly. mobile phones. Yeah. There were no um I remember subscribing to newspapers so that I could see the re the real estate ads in the newspapers, so I could ring an agent and talk to them about a property. I mean, that's that's how different it was. It's and correct, you know, yeah. if you were lucky, there'd be a book written in the United States that might apply to Australia or New Zealand. Yeah, and, yes, um, yeah. it, you know, it was so hard to find good advice. And I think um, one of the things that I did not understand was I didn't ask good questions. I... I assumed that when somebody said something should be done a certain way, that that was how it should be done and there were no other options. And so, I, you know, the company trust thing, I just went to an accountant and said, oh, I need a company trust because I'm going to buy an investment property. And they were like, sure, we'll set you up a company trust. I didn't say what is the benefit and what is the con? <laughs> oh, okay. You know, I couldn't claim my tax, my personal tax on it. Um, okay. It made a big difference. It made the the property negative cash flow and it cost a lot of money to set up the trust and do the tax returns. So probably 
held me back. It got in the way of my servicing. So it wasn't that it was the wrong thing to do to ask for a company trust, but I didn't ask good questions. And I think um, when you have a support group or um, we we talk about our six-star team, Ananda, so when we have that, when you have access to that, I think it can make a massive difference to your results. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yes, yes. Your team has knowledge, excellent knowledge, no doubt about that. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and Jason always says, like, if there's not, you know, if we don't know the answer, then um, which would be pretty rare, we've got 120 staff uh, team members within um, Australia and around the globe that across, you know, legal, property management, you name it. And if we don't know, we certainly have the contacts and the nows to go and find out, which is right. um, yeah. which is always really beneficial. And so, for somebody that is getting started um, and that might be a bit scared or concerned or worried about making a mistake, um, where what would you say to somebody that's just looking to get started? Okay, a fear factor is the thing, right? I think you want to make decisions and take action. If you don't make decisions and take action, you will be still in the same place. What you have to do is analyze the situation, do the best thing you can do, get the support. Now, positive real estate or someone is there to get the advice, get that and move on. But if you don't do, if you don't take any actions, you will be staying forever. I have done many things. Uh, Some are wrong. That's okay. I made these wrong decisions. That's okay. But I will move forward. But if at the end of the day or at the end of the career, if you have done correct things more than the wrong things, then you are upon the deal. So it is property investment or the my career engineering profession. I have built many power stations, multi-million dollar power stations. Uh, some there are problems when we sort it out and then we run. So today we have the great power stations and I have a great portfolio. (laughs) I have to take action. Action is the important. I have seen some people have got many, many seminars and still they are doing the analysis. Oh, this is not correct. This is okay. But that's not the way. With the information you have, best knowledge, take action and move forward. Yeah, I think that's really good advice um, because people say knowledge is power, but it's not power, like you said, until you take action and you do something with it, right? Otherwise, it's just theory. (laughs) I I like that. So we've had a couple of gems from you tonight. So to recap, um, obviously, the younger you can start, the better is what I've heard from you. Yeah. that financial discipline and habits are very important that you need to foster. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Good skills. Um, and that. Um, and the personal development is very, very important. Yeah. 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 Personal development. So um, learning to deal 
I call it um, building an investor muscle. You know, it's like going to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> when you go to the gym and you do your first push-ups, you're going to be sore. It's going to hurt. It's going to feel uncomfortable. But then you get stronger and better and, and you increase your capacity to do more. Um, would correct. that be a fair yes. analogy? <laughs> yes, that's correct. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Fantastic. Is there anything else that I've missed talking about with you today that you would like to impart on people that you feel it's important people know? Um, I think uh, if you want to set up a goal, the best way to achieve that goal is set the goal first mm. and contemplate always how to achieve that goal. Think about that if you want to purchase a house, that is in your mind and think about how you can achieve that one. What innovations or what options I have and get the best advice from people. Yep. Uh, and uh, this is the focus, persistence and patient is the three words I will put in there. So okay, if like you that. do that one, you can achieve the goal. No doubt about that. Yeah. And, and it's interesting, isn't it, um, Ananda? I find that when you do, I'd also add to that, write it down yeah, um, and put it somewhere where you can see it. Yes. Because yes. it sounds um, it sounds a bit daft and a bit foo-foo, but it, there is some magic in there somewhere that I don't know if it, if it is because we start focusing on it subconsciously. I don't know if it's an energetic thing. I mean, I tend to be pretty science, not so much foo-foo, but there's definitely some power or magic yes. in, in um, yes. intention. I, I remember when my daughter was a teenager, um, she used to be mortified about bringing friends home. She's in her 30s now. And so this was, you know, a good sort of 15 years ago. She used to be mortified. She'd hate to bring friends home because then my husband and I would have our goals all around the house. And she was always really embarrassed that we had all these um, things listed all over all over the walls. I, I don't know why, but <laughs> I think she okay. felt it was embarrassing for some reason. <laughs> But that is what every day reminding you. If you have something written there and pasted somewhere, then every day it will be reminding. The memory is fresh, and th that is also a good thing, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All righty. So, um, Amanda, the younger you. So, if you could go back, this is our final question for today. If you could go back in time and meet yeah. the young Ananda. What would you like yeah. to say to Ananda today? Yeah, I think first have a plan, good plan, what you want to achieve at the end of the life, right? Is it yeah. $150,000 income or whatever? <laughs> have a plan and we, on that basis, build your strategy and get the help. Without the help, you cannot achieve that one. Yeah. So that's uh, help is required. You have a strong plan. Commit to that plan. Yep. Don't deviate from that plan. Commit to that plan. Whatever comes, there are so many things in the world. Distractions will come so many, but don't get distracted on this way. Perfect. 
Perfect, perfect. Because no man is an island, right? We don't achieve anything on our own. I mean, it's sure. it's very exactly. rare, very rare. On the backs of uh, giants and all of that. Um, well, <laughs> thank yes. you so much for talking to me um, tonight. Um, it's been really appreciated. And I know um, you're all the way in Darwin at the moment, aren't you? That's correct, yes. Yeah. Well, it seems like a long way from where I am down in, Mel in Melbourne. Probably a lot warmer than uh, Melbourne at the moment. It, how warm yeah. is it there at the moment? Oh, uh, I saw this on 36. So, yeah, yeah so, I think yeah, it's only like day, 19 yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was in uh, Jaburu this morning and I drove from Jaburu. It's about 200 kilometers, 250 kilometers. Uh, it's a fast drive, 130 kilometers per hour. So, <laughs> yeah, oh, I came enough. for this uh, session from Jaburu. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much. Thank you for making the time. And, um, and I'm sure everyone will love this interview. So, thanks, Ananda. Yeah, it's thank you very much, Tam, for your help also. <laughs> And your yeah. sessions, I have seen that one. I must say thank you to my coach, great coach, Lois. That's great. Lou, yes. She yes. is fabulous. And also Jason and uh, Sam Sagas, I'm, I'm listening to him. Although I'm not talking, but I had been sessions with him. I'm not talking, but I'm listening to his uh, podcast and uh, copy chats and things like that. And Sam Sagas, great uh, lessons and how the market is moving they are great and you are a great team six-star team Tom. Oh. <laughs> uh, great. and thank you very much for positive real estate help to come to this level oh well it's been an i know the team thinks so highly of you ananda it's been an absolute pleasure so thank you again for tonight and we'll see you around the traps yeah thank you very much thank Tom. you thank you Hey, thanks for listening to Property Investor Tales. Remember to subscribe so you get notified every time a new episode drops. As you can guess, I love hearing people's property investor tales. So if you'd like to share yours, then please get in touch with me via email at propertyinvestortales at positivementor.com.au. We would also love your feedback and I would appreciate a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Remember, you can watch all of these podcasts over on YouTube at Positive Mentor or at positivementor.com.au. Until then, take care, happy investing, and bye for now.